Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, Celine Dion, you know her, you love her. She posted on her social media accounts, and I saw it on Instagram, uh, that uh, she has a big problem. She's canceling dates, uh, concert dates, next year, in 2023. Uh, And maybe, uh, maybe she'll reschedule them in 2024. But we shall see, because she claims that she's been diagnosed with stiff person syndrome. Now, <laughs> I know, I know what you're thinking. Wait, what? I didn't know this existed either. Sorry, I just didn't know it existed. Now, she posted a couple of posts on her Instagram account, uh, one in English and one in French. Uh, they're both about five minutes long. Actually, the English one is like 5.15 and the French version is like 4.55. I don't know if she took longer pauses in the uh, English version or not. Uh, we can listen to it, although five minutes of Celine telling me about her stiff person disease is quite a lot. Hello, everyone. Hello, Celine. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to reach out to you. I know, I've been pissed. I've been really pissed. I miss you all so much. I know, I miss you too, baby. And I can't wait to be on stage talking to you in person. We can't wait either. We're really looking forward to it. I was looking forward to going to your show. As you know, I've always been an open book. Have you though? Have you? Uh, And I wasn't ready to say anything before. Okay, I know you're upset, but... But I'm ready now. Okay, good. These are the long pauses that take longer in the English version. Here we go. Oh, boy. I've been dealing with problems with my health for a long time. I know. We can tell. We've seen you on the streets. And it's been really difficult for me to face these challenges and to talk about everything that I've been going through. Well, but you're going to share with us now, though, aren't you, Celine? Because we want to know. Oh. Okay, she's going to stop holding. We have to keep watching. My Instagram account, now you have to go to the actual reel of her recording. Recently, uh-huh. I've been diagnosed with a very rare neurological disorder called the stiff person syndrome. <laughs> Wait, what? Which affects something like one in a million people. I've never heard of it before. Incredible. While we're still learning about this rare condition. We now know this is what's been causing all of the spasms that I've been having. Wow. Okay. So she goes on and it's another three and a half, four minutes or so. And that's whatever. And I feel sorry for her, but I no, really I do stop looking at me like that. I do. (laughs) Okay. I just have never heard of stiff person syndrome before. Now, in the article, it talks about SPS. And it's a rare autoimmune movement disorder that affects the central nervous system, the brain, and the spinal cord. SPS, stiff person syndrome, is characterized by fluctuating muscle rigidity in the trunk and limbs and a heightened sensitivity to stimuli such as noise, touch, and emotional distress, which can set off muscle spasms. And it's, we also know that it's very rare. As she said, it's uh, only about one in every 1 million people have been diagnosed 
with this syndrome. Twice as many women have stiff person syndrome as men. Symptoms can occur at any age, but usually develop between the ages of 30 and 60. Now, Celine is 54 years old and she's been dealing with this for, you know, a long time. As she said, we were just starting to figure out what, uh, what has been causing all her problems. So if you have tickets, uh, to the Celine Dion shows, uh, in Europe, uh, in 2023, um, uh, go ahead and get your money back or, you know, go ahead. She said that, uh, they're going to take place in 2024 now. I find that hard to believe. I feel like uh, she's just kind of like the walking... Well, she's not the walking dead. But, (laughs) uh, you know, maybe like the walking... Rigamortis. Something like that. (laughs) So anyway, I'm sorry that uh, she's suffering from this. And if you or someone you know is suffering from stiff person syndrome i mean get help that's all i can tell you get help welcome (laughs) welcome to chewing the fat now i know i don't know about you but uh i believe that uh, you know if you have a job you should go to that job Um, i know that uh, i have argued about going to work when i'm sick I don't call in sick. I, I and I, I've been in fights for years over whether you should go to work when you're sick or not. I am leaning toward, hey, if you're really sick, don't go to work. I get it because you're spreading the germs everywhere. I got it. Okay, but it's just something that was instilled in me that when you have a job, you want to go to work. You should go to work. Apparently, that's not the issue anymore. I know I've instilled that thought in my children. Uh, I mean, I've seen it in action. And uh, that's just part of the deal. Well, a manager at an Olive Garden in Kansas uh, has had problems with her employees calling in sick. And she wrote a memo to her employees that read, Attention all team members. Our call-offs are occurring at a staggering rate. From now on, if you call off, you might as well go out and look for another job. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. If you're sick, you need to come and prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him and prove it to us. (laughs) Uh, If it's a family emergency and you can't stay too bad, go work somewhere else. (laughs) If you only, it's not, this is not funny. If you only want morning shifts, too bad. Go work at a bank. If anyone from here on out calls out more than once in the next 30 days, you will not have a job. Do you know, in my 11.5 years at Darden, how many days I called off? Zero. I came in sick. I got in a wreck literally on my way to work one time. Airbags went off and my car was totaled. But you know what? I made it to work. On time. There are no more excuses. Us collectively as a management team have had enough if you don't want to work here don't it's as simple as that if you're here and want to work then work no more complaining about not being cut or not being able to leave early you're in the restaurant business do you think i want to be here until midnight on friday and saturday no i'd rather much 
I no. I'd much rather be at home with my husband and dog, going to the movies or seeing family. But I don't. I'm dedicated to being here, as you should too. No more excuses or complaints. I hope you choose to continue to work here. And I think we, management in parentheses, make it as easy as we can on y'all. Thank you for your time and thank you to those who come in every day on time and work hard. I wish there were more like you. Well, good for you. Now, the parent company of Olive Garden responded by firing the manager and leaving this state. We strive to provide a caring and respectful work environment for our team members. The message is not aligned with our company values. And we can confirm we have parted ways with this manager. I'm torn. I'm really torn. She's just sick of people calling in sick. Uh, it's a problem. There's short staffed anyway at restaurants all over the, the country and world for that matter, but all over the United States. And she's had enough. I'm really torn. I'm really torn on this one because I guess you just don't put it into a memo <laughs> to employees. <laughs> you don't type that into the old group chat. But, uh, you know, you do got a lot to let them know, uh, you know, we expect you to work and, uh, that's an issue when you keep calling in sick. So I guess the message is don't put it in the group chat. Okay. All right. I love, I love that. And if your dog dies, I want to have you bring in your dead dog to prove it. <laughs> that is awesome. So we did kind of get some uh, good news. Uh, uh, good news. Uh, Brittany Griner, uh, the WNBA star that was imprisoned uh, in Russia. She was off in the penal colony. Uh, she's free. Uh, the Biden White House was able to reach a deal with the Kremlin on a prisoner swap. Uh, believe that they have uh, passed each other on the tarmac. Yes, congratulations. The Merchant of Death arms dealer Victor Bout uh, has been traded for Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, uh, back to Russia. Now, isn't it interesting that we're hearing reports now that uh, the deal was brokered by a Saudi crown prince just right after we dropped the charges about the Khashoggi lawsuit? Huh happened just after that so anyway uh it's all president biden he did it all he did everything and congratulations to our administration for getting this deal done to get britney back and you know if you got to use the saudi crown prince okay good apparently they were trying to do a double deal and get uh the other guy that's been in prison you know what's his name paul whelan now, apparently that was part of the deal, origi the original deal. We were going to get uh, Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan for the Merchant of Death, and that didn't work out. So we settled for just Brittany Griner, and they would get uh, the Merchant of Death. A little, you know, some people are a little upset about that. Uh, you know, Whelan's been in prison for quite some time now, uh, since uh, 2018, for uh, spying charges. Uh, so, you know, they, people want him back and I don't disagree with that, but I am happy that we do have Brittany Griner, uh, you know, back home. There's no, there's absolutely 
no reason that she should have been in prison. It's just agonizing that she was in prison. Now, that having been said, she is going to be, just be ready for this, okay? This is just a chewing the fat thought out loud. Just be ready for a Brittany Griner world win tour. Uh, she's going to be on every morning show. She's going to be on every late night talk show. She's going to be on every magazine cover. She is going to be introduced at every WNBA, NBA game, NFL game. There's going to be Brittany Griner whirlwind tour starting very, very soon. It will start immediately after you get the photo shoots with President Biden and Jill Biden and probably Kamala, and probably Doug, and the whole White House staff will be there with Brittany and her wife, or gonna-be wife, or whoever she's married to now, and it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be agonizing. After about a week and a half from now, you're gonna be so sick of seeing Brittany Griner. You're gonna wish she was back in the old penal colony, but that's just me. Thinking out loud. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So ever so often we hear stories about people selling uh, things to other people online about their fetishes, right? We had the girl that uh, sells her toenails and claims she makes $10,000 a month or more selling all kinds of weird stuff. Now there's a story about a guy from the United Kingdom, this a 25-year-old who said, uh, my life has changed since I started fulfilling people's fetishes online. And of course his family is fully behind him. Yeah, duh. He claims he now makes 22,000 euros a month by selling burps in a jar and sending people his used socks. <laughs> <laughs> he said he worked in retail he worked in supermarkets he couldn't do it i just can't take it anymore my mental health was going out of control and i just don't like dealing with people anymore so uh there you go i converted my spare bedroom into a content room my first goal was to figure out a way to set myself aside from other content creators and find my own niche I quit my retail job November of 2019 due to my mental health. And so now, uh, his first, you know, foray into fetishes came in 20, in 2018. And then he took it serious, obviously when he quit his job in 2019, his subscribers have increased over time. He started posting more regularly and now has his, uh, spare bedroom dedicated to his craft people ask him for his bath water used underwear old shoes (laughs) but where he makes his money is selling burps okay uh he gets requests for people from people who that want him to gulp down bottles of coca-cola and burp into a jar seal the jar and post it to him and then mail it to them uh man do i want that do I want a jar that you burped into after slamming down a two liter bottle of Coca-Cola and then I want that burp sealed in a jar? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm not going to judge. If you, 
enjoy opening up a sealed jar that had this guy's burp in it from Coca-Cola. Bless your heart. It is that time of the year when uh, everybody is having their person of the year, song of the year. Everybody wants to be the, you know, the person of the year. I see where People Magazine has listed their people of the year. People Magazine, people's people of the year. Four celebs who were here to help in 2022. And I'm sure you can guess, uh, you know, at least one of them. Yes, Matthew McConaughey is on the list. Uh, then we have uh, Quinta Brunson, uh, Jennifer Hudson, and Myla Kunis. Not sure why Jennifer Hudson is on this list, but you know she is. McConaughey, of course, is uh, on the list because uh, of uh, Uvalde, his hometown, and uh, he and his wife didn't have a plan, and so they made you know they're making the big rounds for uh, gun reform, and they carried the uh, carried the shoes. On the front line stories of the family, so it's important. Congratulations, Matthew. We appreciate it. Uh, Emmy winner Quinta Brunson created Abbott Elementary because she wanted to show that <sighs> bridge generational divides and get her and her parents and grandparents laughing at the same jokes. So congratulations to Quinta Brunson. Oh, here we find out why Jennifer Hudson was on the list. She has a new talk show. Oh, so it's a promotion for a new talk show. Okay. Uh, she made it her mission. I mean, uh, let's find out why Jennifer was on the list of people's people of the year. She made it her mission to create a platform for everyone just so we all have a place to feel included. That's the same thing I did. Chewing the fat. Why Why is she getting the, the accolades and I'm not? I mean, thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat, but and I, you know, I'm not doing it for accolades or awards or, you know, it'd be nice to be, you know, noticed once in a while. Maybe, you know, people's people of the year nomination. I don't even have to win, but <laughs> be nice. That's all I'm saying. She just wanted to have a place to feel included. So she said it's simple, but so important. And the show launch comes on the heels of her incredible year, which I had forgotten about already. It seems how incredible it was. Uh, she became the youngest woman to ever achieve EGOT status. So Jennifer Hudson now has an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, and she was the youngest female to ever do it at the age of 41. And then we have Myla Kunis, who saw Russia invade Ukraine, and she didn't expect to deliver aid to Ukrainian people, but when friends reached out, assuming Myla could tell them where to give since she was born in Ukraine. I knew I had to help. Uh, not knowing where to start uh, didn't slow her down. We didn't have a solution, so we create, created one. To date, she's raised $37 million for refugees in need. That's actually awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm not big on the whole Russia-Ukraine uh, war. It's time to end that thing. Uh, I think that you know we the United States government has given $100, $100 billion already, maybe more. And uh, she's at least raising funds to help the uh, refugees from people's own back pockets. She's not taking it from our tax dollars. Good. Good for you, Milo. So those are people's people of the year. And then we have Time Magazine and their person of the year. And don't forget uh, the nominations went out to uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, Representative Liz Cheney. Uh, Twitter CEO Elon Musk. No way they're giving it to Elon. Uh, no way they're... Uh, Liz Cheney, stop it. Uh, maybe they give it to DeSantis. 
Boy, that would be just piss off Trump. But uh, they also included Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. <laughs> Why? Okay, uh, whatever. Congratulations for being nominated. Chinese President Xi Jinping, which is doable, I believe. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't make the uh, make the cut. And uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Now, you know, we're reading that list. You know who they're going to choose, right? I mean... It has to be Vladimir Zelensky. And yes, yes, it was. Congratulations to Vladimir as being Time Magazine's 2022 Person of the Year. Yeah. Now, how proud are you? surprised they didn't give person of the year to elon musk although he is now a public enemy number one no question uh really amazing how elon has become public enemy number one i mean ever since he purchased twitter it's been uh the bullseye has been on his back we're after him now for uh Neuralink issues uh experiment uh, on monkeys gone bad uh, you know, he's fired uh, the general counsel. He's coming. He's releasing all kinds of files that were never intended to be released. The janitors have now started now striking on him. So he's fired him. They're after him for setting up cots at work. Are you kidding me? Setting up cots. We know that uh, Tesla is down. I don't know, another 50% or whatever. I mean, this is how bad it is for Elon Musk. Okay. He is no longer the richest man in the world. I know. Dry your eyes. Okay, so as of yesterday, his fortune has dipped to $185.3 billion. So he's not number one. Uh, (laughs) uh, He is number two. Uh, He's number two. So uh, he's at 185.3. And uh, coming in at number one uh, is... Bernard Arnault, the uh, chief executive of the luxury brand Louis Vuitton's parent company LVMH and his family, uh, they are worth $185.4 billion. So a $0.1 billion is put to uh, Elon, uh, not at number one. So, I, you know, I mean, he is public enemy number one. There's no question about it. Uh, we'll see what happens with Elon. Uh, just keep plugging away, Elon. Keep plugging away. At JeffyJFR on Twitter is my uh, is my Twitter handle. And I still have a blue check mark. Uh, I don't know when we're supposed to start paying for the blue check mark. What's supposed to happen with all of that? I guess there's supposed to be different colors for different facets of companies and people. So we'll see if I'm going to pay Elon any money for my blue check mark. But as of now, at Jeffy JFR is a blue check mark on Twitter. Uh, Jeff Fisher Radio is a uh, is a uh, verified account on Facebook, and uh, Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram is not a verified account on Instagram. So I mean, two out of three ain't bad. That's what I. There's a song or something in there. So it's also uh, that time of year. I guess Elon Elon's probably one of the people uh, along with Bernard Arnault. 
that could afford the uh, all everything in the Christmas song. My true love gave to me. So it is that time of year again, right? We've got to have the people and the persons and the songs. And we've got to know how much the Christmas song, My true love gave to me, is going to cost you. Okay? So a partridge in a pear tree is now 25.8% more expensive at $280.18. The price of a partridge has not changed. But continued growth in the cost of its tree due in part to higher fertilizer costs means an overall price increase for the gift. So $280.18 for a partridge in a pear tree. What about those damn two turtle doves? Yes, 600 bucks for two turtle doves. 33%, 33 33.3% increase. Rising cost of feed, you're going to be paying more to feed the two turtle doves. What about those three French hens? Yes, $318.75 plus 25%. Feeding hungry hens is no smaller cheap chore. (laughs) So you're going to be costing more to to feed them. What about the four calling birds? Those are just under $600. (laughs) $599.96. What about the five golden rings? Well, they're up 39.1% to $1,245. Wow. It's the most expensive line item on True Love shopping list. The gold rings grew almost 40% this year. Six geese laying, $720. Uh, 9.1% increase in that. What about seven swans of swimming? $13,124.96. $13,124.93 for seven swans of swimming. Now, I will say this. Oh, that's not an increase from last year. So you're paying the same for seven swans of swimming. What about one of my favorites? Eight maids of milking. <laughs> There's no change. No change from last year. Wow. Back to back. No changes. Seven swans of swimming and eight maids of milking. No change. You can get eight maids of milking. $58. That seems cheap. I feel like they would cost more than that. That's just me though. That's just me. (laughs) Uh, Nine ladies dancing. uh, $8,308.12. That's up 10%. Yeah, I feel like uh, Nine Ladies Dancing is going to end up costing you more than $8,308.12. But again, that's just me. Ten Lords a-leaping? Yeah, that's going to cost you more than $13,980. But that's what they claim here. And that's an increase of 24.2%. What about the 11 Pipers piping? (laughs) You could probably get them for cheaper. Uh, They claim 11 Pipers piping is $3,000. Twenty-one dollars and forty cents. I feel like you could probably get that a little cheaper, but that's only an increase of two point six percent. And then, of course, we have twelve drummers drumming. Now, maybe you could incorporate the eleven pipers piping into the twelve drummers drumming and cut you a little cheaper. But according to this, twelve drummers drumming is three thousand two hundred and sixty-six dollars and ninety-three cents. So it's only an increase of two point six. So, the true cost of uh, the Christmas song <laughs> is 
$71.09, which is an increase of 9.8%. So it represents the total cost of all the gifts bestowed by the true love when you count each repetition of the song, totaling 364 presents, spreading cheer throughout the year. It's going to cost you 9.8% more than it did last year. So that's what you get when you're purchasing all of your stuff <laughs> with my true love gave to me. Merry Christmas. So if you've been wondering what happened to TJ Holmes and Amy Robach on Good Morning America's uh, lunchtime segment, the GMA3, uh, they are out. Uh, they're not on the air. They have been taken off the air. I don't think they've been fired yet. I'm not sure that ABC and Disney know exactly how to handle the situation because they've been in this big romance now for at least six months, uh, it's looking like. And those two are both married, so they've been having an affair with each other. Uh, there was a big expose uh, on them, the uh, Daily Mail. I think it was the Daily Mail that followed them around. <laughs> uh, they found them, uh, you know, at a New York City bar, and they were alone time in their apartments, and they were they caught them shacking up in some cottage in upstate New York for a romantic weekend getaway. <laughs> <laughs> now she's been married and he's been married now for a number of years and i guess now they are uh you know obviously getting a divorce or at least breaking up separating for a while he has been not only doing amy but doing a few other uh people around the old abc good morning america offices too according to reports now i guess uh, Robin Roberts wasn't too happy about it. I guess she's the big boss of ABC and Good Morning America and what Robin wants, Robin gets. So uh, she, I guess, confronted them and they were like, yeah, so what? Uh, leave us alone. We can do what we want. There's no, uh, no rules against it. So they were taken off the air. And uh, I, guess, I guess there are rules. I guess there are rules against it. So there, there's no comment from ABC. Uh, funny, this happened, uh, you know, Disney's in charge, so they are going to be taken off the air and they're probably going to be fired and looking for a new gig, uh, you know, just because they got, you know, hot and bothered with each other on the air and, uh, decided that it didn't matter if people knew. So what? We're together. So yeah, well, now you can be together without your job and uh, without your spouses to go home to when you get tired of each other during your affair. So, uh, yeah, I got to go home. Uh, I got to be with my husband. Yeah, I got to go home. I got to be with my wife. Sorry, I'm tired of being with you. I was with you all day at the office, and I've been with you all day over here at this, uh, over here at this hotel room. But now I want a little time with my spouse. Those days are over. Uh, those days are over, and so are the paychecks. So if you've been missing them on GMA3, I don't know where they're going to turn up. I guess somebody will take a picture of them on the streets of New York looking disheveled and bummed out and wondering what they're going to do with their life. Oh, what a wicked... What's the line? Oh, what a wicked web... No. 
Oh, what a web of... What's the line? I think I've got dementia. I've been eating too much <laughs> too much bad food. It's, uh, oh, what a tangled web, right? Oh, what a tangled... Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we try to deceive. That, is that it? Well, now i got to look it up. Hold on. Let me see what it is. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Okay. All right, fine. That's it. <laughs> Back off me. I knew that there was some kind of line there, all right? You know, then we have we have all kinds of people that want to have business, but they don't want to have kids, right? That's a problem. We've got a big problem with uh, plenty of people wanting to do business, but uh, not having kids. And they're making a big deal in South Korea. Uh, they're paying people to have kids, and they still aren't having kids. They have the world's lowest fertility rate. Figures in November showed the average number of children in South Korea will have in their lifetime is 0.79. It seems like not even one. <laughs> I'm not good at math and figures, but I'm just feeling like 0.79 is less than one. Anyway, that's uh, according to, uh, you know, world reports to maintain a stable population, you need to have uh, 2.1 uh, children uh, in a lifetime, right? So the United States is now 1.6 and Japan is at 1.3. Wow, we are not at 2.1 either. Wow. I mean, that if you're an aging population, uh, you're going to end up having a tough time, a shortage of workers. Wow. And young, I mean, young people just, they want to have business, uh, but they don't want to have kids. So, okay. Keep saying that you want people to have kids and then keep supporting abortion. What's wrong with this picture? I don't know. I don't know. So now they started throwing money at people, telling them, hey, we'll pay you to have kids. And we'll do whatever we can do. And they're like, yeah, nah, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I, just, I can't. I don't want the kids, okay? I don't want them. So I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how you make people, you know, change their ways and they don't want children one of the things this is just me thinking out loud I mean, you know what do i know uh, i don't even know oh what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive i don't even know that line anymore but i do know that if you continue to support abortion i'm sorry women's rights uh then there will be less children born i know that's how that works weird weird I mean, as long as I mentioned, uh, you know, people and persons of the year, I don't want Steph Curry to get, you know, upset with me. So Steph Curry was the sports person of the year uh, on for Sports Illustrated. So congratulations to Steph Curry. And then I see where TV Guide has uh, listed their 20 best TV shows of 2022. It is that time of year again, isn't it? So the 20 best TV shows of 2022, according to to TV Guide editors, okay? Number 20, The Boys on Amazon Prime Video. Number 19, House of the Dragon on HBO. Whew, is that in the top 20? I don't know. Abbott Elementary, of course, and Quinta Brunson, we talked about her earlier as, you know, why she's one of the, one of the people's people of the year. 
Uh, so we have uh, Staircase, The Staircase on HBO Max. Uh, that's okay. Somebody Somewhere on HBO. Uh, okay. Uh, we Own the City. Yeah, that was okay. Uh, Baltimore Police Department. Uh, Atlanta on FX. Yeah, okay. Industry on HBO. Yeah, okay. Better Things on FX. Well, I, you know, I have really, I, I enjoyed that show and I've really tried to get into it, but it takes a lot for me to get through it. And I love all the characters, the daughters, the, all of it. It's all, it's all good, but whew, sometimes it's tough to get through. Uh, Andor on Disney Plus. Okay. I'm told that's, uh, it's part of the, you know, whole Star Wars thing, but it's not. Okay. Uh, you got it. It's part of the whole Star Wars thing, but it's not Andor on Disney Plus. Okay, Evil on Paramount Plus. Uh, we have uh, The Bear on Hulu, which was good. It was okay. It was a top twenty. I don't know. Pachinko on Apple TV Plus. Uh, uh, uh. The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Hey, a lot of HBO TV guide getting a little. Must be getting a little kickback from HBO. Enterpi interview with a vampire on AMC. I feel like uh, Barry on HBO. You know, I mean, it was good. I like it. I like watching the series. It's good. Uh, the rehearsal on HBO. Wow, a lot of HBO. Rehearsal HBO. TV Guide editors have got to be getting a, an HBO kickback. Uh, Reservation Dogs on Hulu. Enjoyed it very much. Is it in the top 20? Maybe. Not as high as three, though. No way. Um, Severance on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. And, of course, number one. And this is going to come in number one for a number of uh, lists as far as the best TV shows of 2022. Better Call Saul uh, on AMC. No mention of The Walking Dead. Really surprised. No mention of Succession, although I don't know that we had any new Succession uh, this year. Uh, no mention of the Jeff Bridges show, which was really good. The Old Man. Uh, no mention of uh, 1883, Yellowstone. I mean, TV Guide. Uh, maybe we need to, you know, redo your top 20 list for uh, 2022. But uh, I digress. Speaking of Jeff Bridges, did you, I saw an ad last night with Jeff Bridges in it talking about up the antibodies. And I thought, wait, what? So did Jeff Bridges actually up the antibodies? And I, you know, it's an ad or is he just, uh, are they just, is he just doing commercials for them? So, you know, it's an ad and he talks about how great, uh, long acting monoclonal antibodies are for COVID-19. Well, I took a look. And I thought, isn't that interesting that Jeff Bridges is doing the monoclonal antibodies commercials. And so he partnered with AstraZeneca, I'm sorry, AstraZeneca partnered with Jeff Bridges. And they partnered also with uh, Kamal Nanjani and Emily V. Uh, Gordon uh, to educate the immunocompromised community about added protection against COVID-19. Now in the story, it talks about Jeff 
who was dealing with cancer and COVID-19. And he said, uh, while the option to up my antibodies to protect me from COVID-19 wasn't around when I was going through cancer treatment, it is now. And as soon as I could, I upped my antibodies. And now I'm feeling more confident to get back to doing the things I love. Are you, Jeff? Are you? So, look, if if they work, good for you. Uh, I hope they do active chemotherapy, uh, hematologic malignancies, transplant recipients, transplant recipients, primary immune deficiency, moderate to severe, people taking immunosuppressive drugs, advanced or untreated HIV. You, maybe you need the long-acting monoclonal antibodies and the COVID-19 vaccine. But I just know that Jeff Bridges uh, is working with up the antibodies and you can always find out more at uptheantibodies.com and he looks so great just he's got his blue jeans on and his blue jean shirt and his guitar looking off into the sun and doing things that he wants to do up in the mountains with his horses and it's just wonderful and uh you know i'm glad that he kicked cancer or at least is battling back with cancer and i'm glad covid didn't kill him i love jeff bridges i love his work but i just I just find it interesting that now it's uh, we're upping our up the antibodies. So we've upped ours, now up yours. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.